Kirsty Logan, this is my co-host Heather Parry. And welcome to day 13 of our 13 Tales of Horror, but really it's 14 mini-episode pre-season countdown to Halloween thing. Thanks, Pike. Thanks, Pike. Yep. yep. It's not the end. We've got another one tomorrow, because there's Christopher Pike doesn't play by anyone's fucking rules, and he <laughs> should. So, today, Kirsty, we're doing The Boy Next Door. Bad title, well, we're not say. doing him. Oh. Mm. I don't think anyone cute lives next to me. Um, by Ellen Emerson White. Who was that? So, Ellen Emerson White has written many books, although no point horrors. Um, her books include Santa Paws. Is that about a cat? Yes. Oh. Or maybe a dog. The President's Daughter series, which, quote, chronicles the tumultuous life of an unforgettable heroine whose mom just happens to be the first woman elected President of the United States. <gasps> Gender shocker! I thought it was a man! <laughs> Seems kind of sad now, doesn't it? Oh, that yeah. we've not got a woman president. Mm. We've got that. Anyway, let's not talk about politics. Um, also, surprising fact, under the name Zach Emerson, she has written a series of Vietnam War novels. Oh, wow. Didn't see that coming, did you? No. There you go. She, I bet she's a military kid. Do you think? Yeah. Maybe. So, oh, are there Vietnam War themes in this story? Ah, uh, if only. <laughs> okay. Winter. I'm ready. Winter in New England was much too cold for ice cream. But the show must go on. The storm must stay open. And Dorothy was working from four till nine. The closing shift. It was boring to work by herself, but they weren't getting enough business for her boss to justify paying extra staff. It was very boring. Just close. Yeah. Just close. End of story. Are you okay, goodbye. Spending more money paying her and keeping the lights on. Yeah. Than you're making. Ridiculous. Yeah. But it is quite a good tone, I think. You know, this kind of old not old. Boring ice cream store. I think it's actually a creepy setting and like I'll come back to a specific bit later but like that setting of like this ice cream shop and it's cold weather and you're the only one there at night that's pretty creepy so it's dark and snowy outside and it's you've got that weird fluorescent light showing you up in what i assume is a glass fronted store nice yeah nice mm. we're giving the story way too much credit i know because it doesn't actually describe any of those things <laughs> we're just creatively inhabiting the space maybe that's what point horror was good for doing so little that you had to use your imagination to make it actually good yeah maybe Anyway, so Dorothy, as you've heard, works the late shift at an ice cream store in New England, which I can only assume is both cold and dull. Mm. I don't know anything about New England, but if it's anything like England. <laughs> mm. Yes. So she's looking forward to watching Miss America after her shift with her best pal, Jill, who likes art and science, <gasps> but she's a woman. <laughs> well, can I actually point, point at that? <laughs> can, can I read point you? At it. Can I point at that and, and read you a bit? Because we have this. In many ways, they were exact opposites. Jill was tall. She was short. Jill was blonde. She had dark hair. I mean, people with different coloured hair can be friends. <laughs> like, tall people don't have to only be friends with other tall people. And how much white gaze is that? That she was as different as could be. She was also white, but also she had a different <laughs> colour hair. Well, I'm just like, okay. maybe there are 
people who aren't white as well. <laughs> Imagine. God. I mean, we're saying that we have the same colour. I know, I know. Okay. Can I also point out the Miss America thing? I'm going to call it for queer subtext. Now, usually with Point Horrors, we're always looking for some queer subtext. And there hasn't really been any in any of these other stories. But here, right, quote, I can't remember why we wait all year to watch it, meaning Miss World. Well, not for the baton twirling. For the tits, then? <laughs> Do you see tits on Miss America? Well, you know what I mean. The bikini round, whoever it is. I can't... I don't know, man. I really hate those sort of things. No, I mean, I hate them too. I'm just like, are they just watching... Because she's saying, like, well, we don't like the baton twirling. Oh, thanks upstairs, someone neighbor. someone farting or is that drilling? Let's say it's an elephant farting someone upstairs. Someone teeth cleaned. I don't know. I apologise, listeners. What can you do? The, Welcome to The neighbour said she was finished with her kitchen. She's not finished with her kitchen. <laughs> I'm not having that argument with her again. Anyway, um, I'm going to call it for queer subtext just because I'm so desperate for some. I just don't, I don't know why they're like, oh yeah, let's go watch Miss America. Although I do like it now when everyone thinks they're like, you know, total bimbo idiots and then they get to the front and they say something mad political. Yeah, I, right? I really like that. That's made it good. Although I kind of feel like, you know, in these days of like streaming and catching up on stuff it's quite fun sometimes to be like watching a show that like everyone's watching Eurovision yeah it's a good one for that things like that it's, it is quite fun that's true we'll be watching something at the same time and like reading the tweets about it and stuff. maybe I'm a total hypocrite for being like oh but Eurovision's so good but Miss America no don't watch it exactly what's the difference really anyway so uh despite being completely different uh they are purposely <laughs> having different colored hair I actually like their friendship yeah it's quite a good friendship I um, mean particularly the end Woof. Woo. We'll get there. So one of their teachers has died. Mrs. Crichton. Crichton? Crichton. Crichton Crichton. from Red Dwarf. If only. (laughs) Um, And they both think it's weird that the funeral was so well packed out when she was such a bitch. Cool. I actually agree with you. If you're a shithead in real life, you die and then everyone says really nice things about you. Why? You can just be like, well, you know, they're a real cunt and now they've died. And that's that. Yep. When everyone's like, oh, don't talk ill of Margaret Thatcher. (laughs) Really? I'm going to. Dorothy closes the shop at nine. And this kid, Matt, comes back. Now, her and Matt went on a date way back when. But they basically weren't interested in each other and now have regarded each other with mutual vague disinterest since then. <laughs> Not what disinterest means, but fine. Um, I actually quite like that, that they just kind of went out and it didn't work and then they just left each other alone. Seems quite realistic. I'm just like, let's not talk of that again. Yeah, let's just not pretend that we know each other. Mm-hmm. So, she's... Um, being unbelievably cool about the fact that he's kind of being creepy. So he comes in and she's like, I'm trying to close up. And he's like, yeah, I just want to see how it feels. <laughs> well, I'm going to call it because I actually think this bit is really scary. I'm going to yep. read from the book. Okay, okay, so he's come around like they're the only people there. There's absolutely nobody around. And this is what we have. Now he looked at her and his eyes seemed a little funny, too bright or too something. I want to see what it's like, he said quietly, which I was like, I'm sorry, a jumpy young white guy is the true terror these days. Mm -hmm. Like, he could do anything. He could be trying to rape her. He's going to shoot her something. I was like, that's actually fucking horrible. I thought it was very sexual assault red alert. Like, no one else is here. I want to see how it feels. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Okay. But she's really cool about it. And Mm -hmm. she's like, I'm just going to play this off like he's just being weird. Like, oh, you know, you're going to have to leave. Get out. What's this? You playing a joke on me or something? Um, and she is basically pretending that he's being stupid until he gets a gun out. A yeah. Gun. Fuck. And, and he says he's going to kill her to see how it feels. Which is, you know, 
equally as terrible as being sexually assaulted, to see mm-hmm. how it feels. Um, oh, and this kicker as well. He picked her because she's not special. Oof. That's killer, Oof, isn't it? that's a real kick in the tits. Um, and he's going to make it look like a robbery. But he, he says that as if it's going to help him get away with it. Which, like, why would They're it? still going to look for the robber. It's still going to be a corpse. Yeah. They're going to be like, oh no, ignore that dead girl. Someone <laughs> stole her $20 out of the till. Like, they're still going to investigate it. Yeah, it just means that your motivation for the killing was money, not just killing. But you will still get done for murder. Yeah. Even <laughs> if you can pretend that you were actually trying to rob it. Like, it's still murder. Even in the early 90s, there's probably CCTV in there, right? You would you think. think. Maybe not. Maybe thing? not in, like, a, an ice cream place. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, she... I, I would freak out about it, and she's really very chill, which I think is quite impressive. Is that a pun? Oh my god! I didn't mean to do that. I'm also trying. Not oh, you're to underwater now. Right. I'm trying not to sneeze. <laughs> I did that the other day when I was sharing a book called The Firestarters, and I said, "Oh, unless you've got burning questions," and I was like, "Didn't even oh, do it on purpose." <laughs> Whoops! It's just coming out like that now. <laughs> a rufflecopter. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Hello. We just came out like oh, that. Oh, Rosie's farted again. Oh, she's so. Stinky. Oh god. Anyway. So she rides out the whole thing, and she thinks basically if she can keep him talking until her parents call in half an hour, she'll be grand. I don't know why. Why would he let you answer the phone? Don't know. Why is that helping? Because if she doesn't answer the phone, then her parents will be suspicious. It doesn't matter anyway. Like if he just kills her and gets it and runs away. I don't know. Ridiculous. Anyway, she keeps him kind of interested by telling him a wild story about how she knows what it's like to kill someone. Because she killed their teacher, Mrs. Crichton, by pushing a baby carriage out in front of her car and watching her steer off the cliff. <sighs> These murderers in these books are shit. You can murder people by doing other things. I mean, it worked, though. I suppose it did, yeah. But she could equally just have, like, hit the carriage. Yeah. Or, you know, not gone off a cliff. I know. <laughs> anyway, she says she can take Maybe him to Maybe she's got really see... great brakes. She just braked. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> This is not sponsored by a brake company. Dorothy says she can <laughs> take uh, Matt to see the... Was it Matt? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to see the wreckage tomorrow to prove it. And then her mother calls, somehow thereby saving her. Don't know how. Uh, she tells Matt to run away and she won't tell anyone. Now they've got secrets on each other. She'll see him tomorrow. So then he goes and she's got out of it. Really good. Smart. Smart. Like her. Much better than I could be. So she goes to Jill's place to watch uh, Miss America. And she says, Jill, we're going to have to do it again. <gasps> she, whoever she was, Mrs. Crichton, was meant to be the last one, but they've got to kill again after school tomorrow. I actually quite like this one. I actually quite liked it too. See, I quite, I like the setting. I always like a cold setting. Like, I like a snowy setting. And I also like murderous teenage girls in a story. Yeah. I really like that as the sort of basis for a story. Me as well. And then the sort of double switch at the end. Mm-hmm. Also like this. Two couples came in double dating. The girls were, quite vocally, watching their weights. So they decided on two small Diet Cokes. The guys didn't seem too happy about that. And there was a lot of discussion before all four of them finally ordered Sundays. No nuts on mine, one of the girls added quickly, which would be a not unconsiderable saving in calories considering they were butter toasted, but a rather paltry saving in the grand scheme of the overall Sunday. <laughs> that really made me laugh. I tend to do that. I'll be like, ah, oh, skinny coffee and a cake. 
like as if, <laughs> as if that'll balance out. Me and my best mate used to go to Meadow Hall Sheffield on a Saturday where we were so much better than everyone else eating at McDonald's by having a jacket potato and then we'd go and have a fucking ice cream milkshake from Baskin Robbins, <laughs> which is about four and a half thousand calories and literally just milkshake. With no, there's more nutritional value in a McDonald's burger than in a milkshake. What twats. <laughs> four? I'm going to say four. Yeah. I liked it, actually. It was quite good. Yeah. I like that she murders the murderer. Yeah. Because uh, fuck you, that's why. And this bitch teacher. Yeah. I also really like the idea of these two, like, wayward girls just watching, like, Miss America and yeah. kind of, like, getting off on it a little bit and then going out and murdering. It's very, like, dark kind of 90s teen movie, isn't it? Yeah, I like These, it. like, yeah. I'm sure, I feel like I saw so many movies, like, Jawbreaker was a film that I loved in the 90s. Oh, I've like, not seen it. That's, it's very, like, got that vibe as well. Yeah. Okay, uh, tomorrow we are back. <sighs> Heather's thrilled. We're back with Christopher Pike for Collect Call Part 2. Endless fucking Pike. Which is why we've got 14 episodes and not 13, because he Chris. decided to do two stories Thanks. instead. I yep. hate it. <laughs> so we'll see you tomorrow for that. And in the meantime, you can find us on Twitter at Teenage Scream underscore and on Instagram at Teenage Scream Pod. And you can become a Patreon at patreon.com slash Teenage Scream Podcast. Um, and you can also rate and review and subscribe and tweet about us and basically help us along by doing whatever you fucking want to. Cheers, pals. Bye. Bye. Bye.